Hi, and welcome to our first episode of One Gear at a Time. Sitting across the table from me is my best friend in the entire world, Edwin. Edwin, tell me a little about yourself. Thanks, Matt. So, I'm Edwin. I'm 27 years young. I've got a wife and three kids. work in the IT field. I'm a nerd. I like cars, computers, and video games. So, Matt, I'm going to throw it back to you, and you tell me a little bit about yourself and why we're here. All right, man, we are here today because we want to talk about... About life. Everyone's one gear at a time. So I am also 27, 360 moon cycles years old. And um, I'm an ex-addict. Currently an ex-addict. Let's hope to keep it that way right, Edwin. I'm almost 30 days clean. Uh, you are 30 days clean. What is the date? It's the 11th. No, it's the 13th. Oh, well, well two almost, days shy. Well, 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 almost there. And, um, you Mary know, sobriety. I've just, yeah, 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 sobriety. I've, I've decided to try and go back to college in, you know, a lot of the opposite side of where Edwin's been the last 10 years. We both went to high school together, and, you know, he took one path and I took another, and, you know, I've, I, got, I got you on the, on the addict side of all of this, and... Well, where, whereas Matt continued to do the drugs, Edwin was an addict that decided to stop, go back to school, yeah. and, and, and do the flip side of the coin. So Matt, I got I got it right here. A couple questions and some other things that uh, you 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 know you threw at me. Um, had made a little list of notes. So you said that I, I'm looking towards the CEO life and and you're you're the recovering addict and you know everybody looks down on you. So 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 one, tell me about some of your experiences at, in your drug addiction. Tell me about your rehab. Tell me about what's it like to be almost thirty days um, sober and, and Man, kind of what you're experiencing. That's a big question within itself. What is it like to be an addict and what is it like to be a recovering addict? Well, being an addict is, it's rough, man. You can't trust anybody in the streets anymore. You know, there's no loyalty out there and that's, that's a big deal. And being, being a recovering addict, you know, you start to realize who's really in your corner. Excuse me, been drinking, um, energy drinks. Excuse me. Um, and, Rehab is a whole another thing. You know, you're in this pink cloud for 30 to 60 days, and you know you think you're going to get out and you're going to do everything differently, but you don't. And you know this time I didn't use rehab to get clean. I just had enough. And you know, as they say, you know when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And um, that's pretty much where we want to start from. And some of the shit that we wrote down was my my iPad went. You and why I think you live a CEO life. Edwin, I want to tell you right now that the way you're going to how we took different paths. So you got into tech stuff. You started selling phones, and then you went to some other company doing what, – what was it you did after you did phones? Like, let's start there. I've pretty much always done phones. So I did T-Mobile. I did Sprint. Back when Sprint was its own thing. Okay. Um, I've done AT&T. I've done Verizon. I it kind of fell in my lap. So when I was 17, back before you had to be 18 to work at those kind of places and stuff. I didn't know you had to be 18 to work at those you, places. You do because you deal with socials and, and, and okay. personal information. So you, you got to be 18. Um, back before that was a requirement, I actually got in really early. And, you know, I had a boss take a chance on me. And I decided at that point in time that I wasn't going to, you know, let him down and, um, you know, kind of just believe in myself and, and keep going. And I've always liked technology, but nobody ever really knows where to start. Okay. There is no handbook on when you want to be a tech guy, when you want to go in the IT business, when you want to do all these things. There is no handbook on where to start and how to start and how to get it going. So phones seemed easy. Um, you know, iPhones have only been out for a few years at that point. 
Um, I, I felt like I know the ins and the outs, and so I went where I thought I was going to be good at. And, you know, I'm a people person, and, you know, I was able to talk and do sales, and, you know, I worked my way up to store management, and I was doing that until I got into school. Okay, so you're very white-collar work, as they <clears throat> call it, you'd say. No, I would say, I would argue that. White-collar work, to me... Okay, let me, let me give you the flip side. I'm more blue-collar, you would say, than that, because I like to go out and do the back-breaking work. Like, when I was young, most people don't get their start in... Um, landscaping when they're 15, 16 years old. You know, that's usually something you also need to wait until you're 18 to get into because of liabilities and this and that. Right, right. But, but as you remember, you know, Big John, you know, hates me now. Third time I worked for him. You know, I made his, made his man all his money. Uh, but so, Big John, you know, he put a chainsaw on my hand for the first time. I was 15 years old. He said, drop this tree right here, cuz. And, like, I went with it. And, like, I was, I'm, I'm really good at it. Like, kind of like my passion, really. Um, but... You know, the reason I didn't, I don't think I climbed in, in my world as much as you did was because of my addiction. Because you, you stayed headstrong and you, you, kept, you kept your wits about you. Well, well, going back to that whole, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. You know, I've, I've hit that point several times throughout my life. Me too. You know, Rock I, I got, has a basement though. Right, right. And I got, I got to the point to where I was tired of restarting. I was tired of, you know, I, I, I had the drugs, but I didn't have any of the... You know, the, fr- the, the fun, friends, the, or the fun, fun, the loyalty, the, the things that I was just mentioning just a second ago. The, you the know, dumb, there is none of that left in the hood. The dumb things that we were doing in high school, the punishments are not nearly as severe. When you, when you hit the adulthood, that's when punishments really weigh. Yep. And, you know, there was always that risk of getting caught that made to, it fun. To mention that, you know, as a note that we need to put in for me, I am a triple felon, which, excuse me, is another reason why, you know, I have stayed out of the corporate world. You know, not a whole lot of... People except people like me, and that's something that I'd like to touch base on throughout this. Is you know, felons deserve another chance, y'all. Like, like we're not all bad people. You know, some of us are rough and we're tough, and you know, I'm really neither of those things. I'm really, you know, kind of a giant. soft and squishy. Yeah, I'm soft and I'm quiet. No, that's not true. I'm loud as hell. Uh, but you know, I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. But a lot of people just see me for that record. Because you're a jacket. That's it's the way that they worked in slavery or anything else. You're a number. That's and, all and, it is. And, you know, I carry my TDC ID with me every day as a reminder of that, is that I am just a number. And that's how the world sees me. And, like, people don't understand. People ask why felons don't, you know, get off their ass. Why don't we go do something? Because of a lot of people like that can't. Mm-hmm. They tell us that we can't. And, like, you know, there are there – are, it's becoming cooler, I guess, in the system, thanks to Bernie Sanders, to um, realize that addicts are not – we're not bad people, y'all. We're scared well, people. Disclaimer. You should never use drugs. Stay in, stay no, in you school, should, kids. Kids, stay in school. Okay, so I barely graduated high school. Me, me and him both did on the cool, and that's why the, the two sides of the same coin deal really works with our show one year at a time here. And, you know, we're we, we all come stepping. from different walks of life. You yeah. Know? He decided to stay, keep partying, and, and having fun. Yep. And, I mean, I, I would have been right there with him, but, you know, enough became enough. I wanted to do something with myself. I got tired of being tired. Yeah. And at that point, it, it became a natural aspect of, you know, the system is the system. So nobody's going to ever beat the system. I don't, I don't care who you are, how, how well you think you're doing, you know, whatever. We're all a part of this system. Yeah. You know, we're all a part Everyone's of this. Everyone's a cog in the wheel. Cause... We're all a part of this society that says, hey, well, in order to get a good job, in order to do things, you got to go to school. you got to do this. you got to do it this way. And I don't necessarily like the new generation coming up for the moral aspects None of them have manners and, you know, they're, they're kind of snowflakes and whatever else you want to call them. Yep. But at the same time, when you turn around and you look, 
you know, the people that are born in the 90s, I would say, is one of the better generations because we got to see the old traditional style of doing things. We got to see the new wave of technology. And, you know, it's... We're kind it's, of stuck right in a solid spot. It's, it's not even that we're rough and tough and we're better. It's we got to see both sides of the coin. We did. And, you know, not, not every generation can say that. I'm, I'm looking at these new generations that are coming up. And, They're I mean, all technology. They didn't have the running outside, skinning your face up like, dude, man, I broke my arm. It's 12 years old on a fucking dirt bike. Kids ain't be doing that shit these days. I mean, most of them. And the sad part is, is I see kids walking around that are fucking 10 years old and they got iPhones. Yeah. And, you know, some of them, like, I, I mean, I, I'm a big tech guru and everything else. I don't even go out and buy the latest iPhone when it comes out. I, I, I'm, I'm smart about my money and my investments and phones are one of those things. It's like a car. It is one of the worst investments you'll ever make. You'll never get your money back. It is just because of maybe a status symbol or whatever it is. But I don't understand why parents these days want to sit here and give this generation everything that they didn't have. That's not the purpose of growing up. And you, I can honestly you know say that. To, to mention that the car, the car is a status symbol thing. I know that that's just like a really awkward side note to take off on that. I know you hear me talk about my Suburban. Like, okay, so a little backstory. I had this truck. Piece of shit. I loved it. End of story. Um, and I also had this Cadillac. Piece of shit did a lot of work to it, got crushed because some things happened, wasn't my fault, end of story. So I like to talk about my Cadillac and my truck a lot because they were status symbols to me. They were trucks and cars that I had built on my own even though they were pieces of shit. And I ain't got nothing to show for that no more. Well, and see, that's kind of where, you know, like, just like you said, I got tired of rebuilding. Yeah. You know, I was... I could still have my Cadillac, which well, had a really nice set of wheels on it, which showed that I had some status and some symbol in the world, but it was all fake because I got it with bad money. You made smart decisions, and... So, you, when you say I made smart decisions, okay, I, I had a child when I was 17, okay, and I... I, I did too. Well, I no longer even get to see that child, and I know you don't Me either. <laughs> But, I mean, at the same time, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that horror ordeal. But, I mean, you know, at the same time, I didn't let their, let that stop and be the, my excuse of why I couldn't graduate high school. And neither did you. No, I graduated, but I did, I did let it be the excuse for a very long time of why I used. It, it made me feel, like, empty as a person. Well, like, yeah, because at that point, you have a reason. You can pass the blame. Pass the buck. Exactly. It, it wasn't it your fault. Addiction. Right, right. And so that's what I'm saying is, is like... You know, I didn't do that, and we've been in our fair share of trouble together, and yeah. even separate. And you know, I, I, I didn't catch no felonies or anything, but I can't I, say can't say I was that lucky. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, when you when you sit down and you look at it, we all come from different walks of life. Yeah. And I mean, when you when you really really sit down and think about it, you know, we're like I said when I was when I was referring to earlier is we're all a part of the system, and that is the one thing I could say about this this new generation. They're breaking generational curses. You don't have to go do blue-collar, white-collar work to make a living. No. I mean, we're not expecting... But, but you shouldn't have to go to college either. That's what we're getting back to. See, the, and times it, it repeating is going itself. back that way. Times now, repeating itself. Like, well, in the 30s and 40s, you didn't really have to go. And then in, like, the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, well, here, let me, let me throw there was, like, another big push let, for college. I think there needs to be another push for blue-collar workers. Let, let, like me, me. let me throw a wrench in your gear here. Uh-huh. So when COVID started in 2020, okay? I was in prison. Right. Not the point. But... Okay. So... Before that, do you know what the average Americans, how many average Americans had an actual degree? No, not a clue. 15%. Okay. Really? Yep. And then when COVID had started, everybody was sitting at home with nothing to do. Yeah. Okay. So what did a lot of people do? They went back to school. Probably. I actually started school before, before it was cool, before COVID. I was learning cool things in prisons, like how to make tattoo guns and, uh, and uh, be a hoodlum. Well, the point was, is that at the same time, 
Okay, so do you know what the number is now of Americans that hold a college degree? I would guess it's probably somewhere in the 30s. 45%. Excuse me. Really? Yes, it is 45% of Americans now have a college degree. I didn't think it'd be that high. I didn't either. I had no idea. I was doing some research for a college paper I was doing, and... You know, I just I came across that statistic, and I mean, ninety nine percent of all statistics are made up. But I mean, I gotta imagine that it's it's somewhere close to that. So they don't just pull straight numbers out of the air. So here's here's a good question. You know, now that I'm almost thirty days sober again, but you know, this time I told you I'm feeling different about being sick. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, and I told you I want to go to college. Do you think? Being a triple felon, it'll actually help me in the job market. And now I know it won't hinder me in any way. But would it? Do you think, on the actual bare bones level of it, do you think it'll help me? The money and the time that I would put into that. To, to to be honest, once you catch a felony, you lost a life. That that's the way that uh, America views felons these days. I know. I don't care. Sad. And and but the point is, is it doesn't matter how big your heart is, how much money you have, what kind of family you come from. A felony is a felony. It is, and I've got three of them. And I know. And 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 sometimes when you think about it, it sometimes it's not fair. But now here's here's let me throw something else in your gears, okay? It put a price to me on knowledge. You put a dollar amount on knowledge, because to me knowledge is priceless. You you can't put a value on it because it is that good. But why do I have to prove that knowledge through a piece of paper? I got knowledge right here. Sorry, I held my hands up. Y'all know you can't see that. Um, I got knowledge right here. My two hands. I know how to work every, almost every kind of tool you can imagine. I can build, rebuild, repay. Because the piece of paper is what tells them that you're certified and that you know how to do it. So it's Why what, do I need that, though? What tells you that I need that? Corporate America generational curses. I have already touched on this subject. And I think that's unfair. I don't. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say it's unfair because when you're running a multi-million dollar company, okay, and I am the type of person where I try to be fair. I want to look at it from both sides of the coin. I'm not going to sit here and say it, it, it. So from this side of things, it looks unfair. Okay, but now we, me and you earlier, before we got on this podcast and before we started doing everything, we had a conversation about, um, you know, billionaires, should they be taxed the same rate as regular people? I believe in a flat tax. Okay, but now you say that, okay, but now when you look at everybody else, a lot of people will say, no, they made more money, they should be taxed more. No. The way that I look at it is because if you were the billionaire, as in anybody out there, they would say, that's bullshit. They would say, no, don't take my extra money. That's not fair to me because I'm the billionaire now. And, you know, but that's what I'm saying on the flip side of the coin. The reason I don't think that an up or a high, like, like, okay, so I would, maybe flat tax is not exactly what I think. Okay, and may, because, maybe, maybe, okay, so tell me what your idea of a flat tax is. What, what do you, I, I know you're throwing that term around and you may not know what it means. Not 100%, and this is, this is I'm going to describe it like I, this. The way that I, okay, so the way that I understood what you meant by flat tax is that everybody pays the same amount. Not, not quite. I think for tax brackets, there should be like people that's that That's the make, way the system already is though. And I think that's, I think that's fair. You know why? Okay, so I've lived in the lower income most of my life, okay? Uh-huh. So why should I be taxed? The same, if not higher, because that's the way no, I agree the government with you. usually wants to do it. They want to tax the little man higher than the big man well, okay. because the big okay. man's got all well, the, the power. Well, the big man is educated and knows how to get around the taxes, okay? And that's what I'm saying, though. If you were sitting in that CEO position and they – let's say you made a billion dollars. And they said, here, you got to give 
five hundred thousand dollars. You know why I would taxes. be okay with it? You know why I'd be okay with it? Mm-hmm. Where, because of where I came from. Okay. Now, I can't well, tell that's you your if perspective, I came, you're but not right. everybody can see it that way. You're right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Said. I'm seeing it from both sides of the coin. And I and I can't do that personally, but that's why I believe what I believe is where I came from. Like, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. You believe, you know, either side of that coin. This is just my beliefs. Like, if. I made all that money coming from nothing. Yes, I'd want to be able to pay it back, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to pay it back more than what I had to pay it back when I was struggling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I think, like tax brackets should be. So tax brackets, okay, they're in place to keep people from exactly what you're saying. From one to underpaying to overpaying. Yes. And I mean, both sides of that coin can be argued all they day can, long. They can, all day long. But see, now, and my, my point of this is, if I sit here and I look at a CEO, okay, and I don't care what CEO it is, it doesn't matter, that's besides the point, okay? okay? But it's, it's kind of like if I went out and I busted my ass, okay, as a regular Joe, mm-hmm. okay, so you see how much money I make, and I'm not going to disclose how much money I make, right. but I do pretty well for myself. And that's like you coming to me and saying, hey, it's not fair how much you make, even though you went out and worked for it. Okay, but I'm going to take some of yours. Why do you get to take some of mine? I'm not saying that, that I do at all. I don't need a handout. Right, and it, I to me, charity it, cause. it's not about a handout. But if we had a vote as a as a community on something like that, most people would say, "Oh, well, no, it's not fair." But you put them in that billionaire shoes and everything else, their 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 opinion's going to change. And that's just my view on it. Okay. Every, everybody. The, the, the country's ran on that dollar, okay? It is. And everybody wants as many dollars as they can collect, and I'm fully with that. But my thing about it is, is like I said, I try to look at the CEO thing. I try to look at every both sides of it. Now, back to the original statement that you had made that it's not fair that felons have to produce a piece of paper for the college thing. If I was running a multi-million dollar company, uh-huh. okay, I don't have time to sit there and go look at your skills personally. When what I have 10,000... See, I know a lot of people go to school and they say these days that, you know, they go for these degrees. Sorry, y'all. I shuffle. Um, I, I, am, I am very ADHD. If you hear a sound in the background, that's me shuffling a deck of cards. I do it as I think. Um, so back to what I was saying. People need... When you get a degree, it doesn't always actually teach you the things that it says it does. I can... Okay, let, let me speak from personal experience on that one just because we're on that note. I have some too, but 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 but. So while well, I'm in college right now, right? Right. And I'm I'm about to be done with my associates. I'm probably gonna go back for the bachelor's and maybe even the master's, hopefully. So my point is, is a lot of the, the math and stuff. I, I'm getting a math degree, okay. So my math degree is actually in engineering, okay. I, I'm going to be a computer engineer by the time that I'm done, and I've already started in a career in that with my IT field and everything else, and that's great. Now, if you sit here and you ask me all the calculus and other things that I've taken, or the trigonometry, and I had to describe to you at one point what imaginary numbers are. Oh, yeah, I remember that conversation. That shit was rough. So, I mean, at the same time where you couldn't fathom it or use it, I have never once used it in any other classes, never once used it in the real world, and I probably never will. That's not even really what I'm saying. Okay, so, on top of doing landscape, which I've already mentioned, I'm a mechanic also. I can do everything a certified mechanic can do, but since I don't have the piece of paper that tells the shop that I go try to get the job at, they won't hire me. So and he, that is a place because, that should be skill-based, not paper Okay, so let, okay, okay. let me give you a hypothetical here, and let me, say, let me see what you think about it. Okay? I'm all with it. So, so the hypothetical here would be that if you have, let's say, 10 applicants a day, you're running the shop, you're the shop manager, right? Can you stop and go physically, physically view every little thing that they are supposed to know or that they should know? I can tell you right now, I have outworked three or that's, four that's different not, mechanics that's that not have the gone question. to school. That's not the question at hand. 
Okay. The question at hand was, if you were running the shop, right? Yeah. Would you want to spend your time away from your business? And I mean, by running your shop to go in physically view these other workers that you have to want to maybe give them a chance. Now, here's, here's my point. That piece of paper tells them, yes, I know how to do this. And especially on mechanic work, right? You get ASCs and everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. That shows that one, you're competent in what you're trying to accomplish. That shows two. Not always. And I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't go out and get it is fully competent and fully can do the job. I'm, I'm turning around and saying basically that you have a piece of paper that says, hey, I have demonstrated that I can do this. Here's another. Here's, so if you walk okay, into, so, so I want to I touch on, base on this real quick. Okay. So when you walk into my, let's say I'm the owner of the shop. So you walk into my shop and say, here, I want a job. And I say, okay, what are your qualifications? And, you know, you sit here and you break out all this paperwork and I see that you're ASC certified to the third level, let's say. Okay. okay. That means I don't have to sit here and check you. It means I don't have to sit here and go, can he do it? Can he not this do is, it? Because your is... resume said you can do it. Now, if it's a liability at that point, because this is the other thing about it. This is my second point, was liability aspects. Anybody can put anything they want on their resume. This is where I want to I want to touch I want to touch on this right here. Everything that you're saying is from so so I said CEO Edwin, right? That's that's like I mean you're you're not wrong where I have that kind of a mindset. Is, this is where I come in at it. Being the addict, I've worked for a lot of small businesses. I would I would look at it in a small business sense. Now, when a business is small and um what's the word I'm looking for here? Not Family owned? One, not family owned, but um, startup. That'll work. A startup business. You want people who can actually do the work. True. And I come from mom and pop America. And here, here's and my thing about it. I'm not saying people... that you're wrong. I'm not saying that that your your ideology, the the thing that you're what you're saying is wrong. I I don't think that just because. Okay, so like I said, I like to see both sides of the coin. And so my point was is I I am in my head picturing what I think that they're going through. Okay, from the other side of the coin. Did I say it was right? I don't believe I did. So I don't think that that's right because you're right. I was in that same position where I had to go be a lube tech at one point when I was when I wasn't wanting to do mechanics and nobody wanted to give me a shot. Yeah, I I, I drive a 2016 Subaru, you know, and I mean I like racing cars and all kinds of stuff, and you know I I've changed my oil what ten thousand times. Yeah. And I, me and you've torn down engines and motors. Yeah, and done brakes and fucking suspension work and all that shit. We've together. done everything, right? Fucking... And that's my point, though, is if you knew, because you saw my work, is why you would hire me if you were the CEO. But now, take it from the flip side, and like I said, if you're you know, the mom and pop, and they don't know your skills, they don't know if what you're saying is true. But those, pe- those type of people, I have watched companies hire people. Piece of trash under the couch, I'm sitting on my bad, y'all. Um... So I've watched mom and pop companies, a couple of the garages I've actually worked for, hire people with the piece of paper that says, and that's what put them out of business, because they hired the person with the piece of paper that says, I can do this Once job. again, and here's my thing about it. Like I said, it's one of those generational curses where that person that's in front of you because they have, and I, I do, don't get me wrong. Okay, I have literally demonstrated. But in- I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I understand you saying why they would hire that person. Tell me why. This is this is really what I want to get into. Oh man, how did I want to word this? I just had it. I'm sorry, y'all. Why is it okay to do that? Why does that happen so much in this country? Because, like I said, it's it's easy. Because one, they don't have to put in the work. Okay, they don't have to sit there and turn around and go. Well, maybe I think he can do it. He looks like he can do it. Or hey, he's got certification that but says. But don't you think it. everybody should be given a chance? Okance. Okay, so now now you're changing the wording around. Okay? Yeah, that's that's really what I meant to say. Doesn't 
Doesn't on my moral compass, yes, I believe everybody should have a chance. That's why we've been friends for so long. Yeah. Because I, I can't tell you how many chances you've gotten. Oh, I know. I keep, I've, I've run off several times from the house. I, I disappointed my niece and nephew. You're, you know, three kids you mentioned earlier. You know, they're, they're like family to me. You know? Right, right, right. And so that, that's kind of my point, though, is like, I believe everybody deserves a second chance. Now, when you get to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth chances, okay, that's, that's where I'd have to call you out on it. Now, let me give you an example of what I was meaning by, you know, where I actually got outshunned by people. So, for example, in my last cellular job, okay, I told you Verizon, AT&T, mm-hmm. T-Mobile, all that, right? So, I was set up to be the district manager, the next one in line. Yeah, yeah it was I, a sprint, right? Uh, it was actually T-Mobile. So yeah, I, that's right. That's where I used to come see you when I worked for Greg. Right. That was and a, so a landscaping company. At that point, for. they okay, so when I first, and it, don't get me wrong, it was an authorized retailer. I'm not going to mention the name of the authorized retailer. Um, but it was a it was a franchise. <laughs> it was a franchise company, <laughs> and at that point, my DM at the time he got moved, and I had the the I guess next to the CEO where, director I think he was, and he came in and he talked to me. And he says, "Hey man, we're gonna put you in as district. How do you feel about that?" And I was like, "Man, that sounds good." Like you know, I had been with AT and T, Verizon, and Sprint at that point already, so I got ten years under my belt. Okay. Now, once again, I'm not going to disclose names. The guy that they put in the position, I, I found out a week later. Okay. This new guy walks in. He says, here, I'm your district manager. And I was like, okay, well, what happened to my spot? And he was like, well, they decided to go a different way. He did one month at the company, had no record of sales. They had one good month after I turned two stores into golden stores. Wow. Um, where they went from graveyard stores is what we used to call them, where they would literally send managers to quote unquote die. And God when, damn. when we say that they were going to die, we meant they usually weren't going to make it. People that they would have to push out. And, you know, that's just the unfortunate reality of it um, was that they would send people to these companies or these stores and the, they weren't supposed to make it out. Well, when I first got started, they saw immediately that 10 years on my resume. Yeah. And they said, here, let's see how good you really are. They put me to the test. And that store went from zero to number one. Wow. Within three months. Okay. okay. And that's when they moved me to the other store in Frisco. Yeah. Right? And so why did they do that? Because I had a proven track record. Now, they didn't know that for sure. That's why they put me to the test. Okay. That's why that piece of paper, in my opinion, does matter. And, you know, like I said, do I think that just because you don't have it doesn't mean you can't do the job? Absolutely not. Okay. Up to this point, I have never had a degree. Okay. I, I had a high school diploma. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was making six figures, but I've always done very well. I, I can't sit here and complain that, you know, I've never made it. Yeah. So I ultimately had to make that decision to go back to school so I can get in the business that I'm in right now with the huh. IT work. You know, you sit here and you go, well, man, you went back to school. Like, how did you do that? Why did you do that? Yeah. Because of the, the same question you just asked me a few minutes ago, which was, why do we need that piece of paper? And we need that piece of paper, to, I guess, to prove something. Okay. Nobody would talk to me. I've been trying to get in the IT industry. Which runs us back For, to the, forever. Which runs us back to the original, original question of this topic, which is looking like we're all really going to have time for today. So, do you think that piece of paper will help me as a felon get into the job world? And I'm going to sit here, and in my honest opinion, you know, professionally, I'm going to sit. What degree are you going? There's. I'm a logical thinker. I'm an engineer. Business degree to where I could come up, and if it was any kind of. So let me ask you this, okay? So okay, I I am just a logical thinker. That that's what I'm programmed to do because I'm an engineer. Engineers are logical thinkers. We don't do anything without any rhyme or reason. Right. Okay. That's just how we're manufactured. That's how we're our process of thinking. Okay. So now when you when I sit here and I say things like that, 
um, and you're sitting here saying, well, what if I went out and got a degree? Okay, what is your degree in? I need parameters. Okay, now, I, you did throw the business thing at me. Yeah. And when you said the business thing, I'm sitting over here and I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't remember felons, non-felons. I didn't know that starting up a business was a classification. Do you know what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at when I say that? No. So let me ask you this, okay, since we're just on this topic. We've we got a couple minutes left. Um, so does poor as a, as a lifestyle, does it discriminate? Fuck no. Okay. So it doesn't care if you're black, no. you're white, you're Mexican, you're Hispanic, it, whatever race, whatever yeah. color, whatever height, whatever poor gender. Poor has poor, rich has rich. Everybody has. You, you know, and that's what I'm getting at. It doesn't discriminate, okay? Well, same thing about business. That's what I love about business is that it doesn't discriminate. Anybody can be successful. Are you putting in the work? Are you putting in the man hours? Are you trying? Because to me, it doesn't make sense for you to go out. So you think yes as a whole that it would because it would show that I'm not just that criminal record. I have I think it would help show... you. Well, hold on. I, th- I think it would help you out in certain spots. If you're going to go open your own business, sure. Who's going to tell you no? I do want to open my own landscape business. That's what I'm saying. Who, who's going to tell you no? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you sat here and you were going for something specific like law enforcement, I, I, I think it'd be a little frowned upon. You know what I'm Probably. saying? You know, I don't think you'd be able I mean, to swing that. I feel like that. I'd be a good courtroom lawyer because, you know, I object in such and stuff. No, I'm kidding. Well, the thing about it is, is, you know, certain things like that, will, certain colleges won't accept felons. And I, that's a whole different topic that, I mean, we can Yeah, we can week. talk about that next week. So, I mean, you know, when you sit down and you really think about it, it it's, not, it's not one of those things where it's here and where it's there. It's just is. Okay. So. It may, it may not. It may, but it, it may but not. It, but it's not going to hurt me. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's, that's all the time we got. Um, Y'all, this has been One Gear at a Time. I'm Matt. I'm Edwin. And uh, we hope to see you again next week.